John Sheezer, I'm here. Eric Marino. Eric. No, I gotta tell you about the Clippers. Sportsaholics, I gotta. Let's just hope this shit doesn't go viral. Okay. My posse's on Broadway. Me and Kit's sensation at home, away from home, in the black Ben's limo with the cellular phone. I'm calling up the posse. It's time to get to ripping. I freaking each sunroof to keep you suckers tripping. Everybody's looking at your jealous turn around. You know what that sound means? That means it's that time of the week or month or year whenever we're getting you the episode number 166, Sportsaholics. I'm in LA. Eric, where are you at today? I'm in I'm in the Isle of Manhattan. Bill Buckner is dead, cheese, and we have to talk about it. Bill Buckner, we now live ABB after Bill Buckner. The man with, uh, I'm a big sports card collector. He had some of the finest eyebrows you will ever find on on a baseball card. Um, if you he had it, mustaches for eyebrows, people. His did. eyebrows and mustaches were the same thing. It was a cut. It was a copy paste, copy paste situation. He's not even lying. I mean, if you go to, I think it's the 87 Fleer sticker packs. I mean, it looks like he's got hairy caterpillars crawl, three of them stuck to his face. Yep. Um, Original hairy caterpillar. But rest in peace. And and why would, why what made Bill Buckner so famous, Eric? Well, I'll tell you, it was game six of the 1986 World Series. And uh, that the he Mets? was a mean, bef- it was before, I mean, like, look, before there was internet, there was Bill Buckner's error, the Mookie Wilson ball that went through his legs. I mean, no one had ever been closer to a World Series and not won than the 86 Red Sox. You know, as, as people will tell you, that the plastic was up. Plastic was up in their locker room. The champagne was on ice. They had announced that the scoreboard had announced them as 86 World Champions. I, I want to say that... Uh, Wait, accidentally? Uh, I had not heard that story before. No, no. They, they, they had, like, the, the Shea Stadium put, like, congratulations, World Series champs, in, you know, on the board. And uh, and who was it? Uh, it was, uh, God, it was uh, the, the left-handed pitcher, uh, Bruce Hurst. Bruce Hurst was going to be the MVP of the, of the World Series. And then it went to the, in the 10th inning, things fell apart, 5-3. It was tied up 5-5. Now, one of the things that people forget or mistake is that it, it was like it was they wouldn't six. have won right. had had Buckner had Buckner fielded correctly. He they didn't they would not have won the game. They would have just continued on to the eleventh inning. Um, oh, I see. Because I my thing was it's not the seventh game. You know, as far as it wasn't the seventh game, but then it was it was it was a backbreaker. I mean, they were one strike away, and I think they and I think they were one strike away something like five times. You know, it, it it got, and then there was a little thing. I mean, very just, reminiscent of that of the Cardinals Rangers World Series. That one I'll never forget. That was back and forth, back and forth, last minute. You know, two <laughs> strikes, two outs. You know, last pitch, home run. You know, come back. To, you know, I mean, here's what I'm saying. That's why we love the baseball. Picture, folks. The picture of the ball going through Buckner Buckner's legs is on my wall in my apartment. I'm looking at it right now. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like. That's how big it was. It's like Mets fans haven't won since, by the way. Sort of the curse of Buckner. Very interesting thing. So, which I don't, 14, I have no problem. You know, fifteen. Right? Thank you. 
I mean, I remember a lot of Mets fans my age, you know, I went to college with these guys in Syracuse, and they were kind of like, ha, ha, he, he. Well, the worm fucking turned. And would you rather be a Mets fan? You know, or it's like, hey, yeah, that's right. The Eli Manning, you Giants fans, you got my Patriots. You broke up the perfect season. But guess what? Tom Brady's won three rings since, and I don't Giants fans. You know what I'm saying? It's the worm turns. Anyway, Bill Buckner, you know, he was an amazing Dodger. He was a, he won a batting title when he was with the Cubs. Uh, but he is also, uh, he, I'm telling you guys, he got dragged analog before there was the internet. Uh, here's one of those crazy things. She's, it was a, it was a strange thing, um, to see that he actually died that I immediately thought for, I have heard since 86 in the new England area, there was a joke that went around all 86, 87 for the two early nineties, which was that Bill Buckner was so upset that he tried to kill himself. Like Bill Buckner tried to kill himself and you're like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's okay, though. He, You know, he jumped in front of a bus, but it went between his legs. Like, that was a joke. That was a joke that was told by everyone. That's so there was a point. So there was a point where it's like I've been sort of hearing, we've been playing around with the idea of Bill Buckner's death since 86, that he was so, I mean, the guy had to move to Idaho. But, but yeah, but you guys loved him. I mean, look, if you – in in oh seven, they they he puts up the the championship banner, standing ovation. I mean, you guys. You mean you you mean we had to win twice. We had to win two of them. Yeah, and then we were then it's we hard, could okay. forgive him. Now so, now what I'll say is this: it's like I would actually thank Bill Buckner as a Red Sox fan. I would have to say that it was like he was our rock bottom. That was our that was our true. You know, it's like I'd rather have Bill. You know what? I would rather have Bill Buckner as my low point as a sports fan, then say Bartman. Like, I think Bartman, like that, the, what they did to Bartman in Chicago is kind of cruel and unusual. You can watch it. There's several documentaries. Um, right. I, yeah. No, no. You're The thing is, okay, from my perspective. But also one of those moments, she's, let me just get this one out. It's like one of those moments where I had to go so low to reach so high. You know what I'm saying? And it's also, it's like, you know what? If Bill Buckner was going to die, he should definitely have died in the year that the Red Sox are the defending champs, as they are. So it was a good time for him to, you know, no one's – if the Red Sox fans are, are are good. We are good with Bill Buckner, you know, and, and we're sorry, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Sorry, Bill. And for, for Rest the, in peace, Bill. For the listener, let's, I'll, just, I'll just say like an eight – for those – like 30 to – 40-year-old, like in my age group, I grew up, so I was like a kid, tiny kid when this happens in 86. So I always yeah. grew up as like Buckner's the under-the-legs guy. And it was always in the top three of any all-time blooper thing. The, sure. You know, at this point, the last uh, Red Sox championship is what, in 18? Or not in 18? Uh, yeah, no, it's 1918. Yeah, 1918, exactly yeah. And so they're sitting on that 70-whatever-years at that point. Um, yep. You know, you've got the Curb Your Enthusiasm, like that kind of stuff. In fact, I want to play the hey, Bill Buckner hello, Curb Your Enthusiasm clip here real quick. Hey, friend of mine, you might know him. Does he look familiar? Very familiar. Who? Mr. Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner. Hey, how you doing? Oh, wow. not, oh my God. Jeff Welcome, Bill Buckner. Nice to meet you. Come on. Baseball wow. player, right? Yeah. 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 Susie. Yeah, hi. Come on hi, in. How are Come you doing? Come into our home. 
played for the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Red Sox. Anybody else? Yeah, a little bit. Angels. Angels too. Yeah. How about that? This view, awesome, unbelievable. We met at a baseball card show. What are you doing at a baseball card show? What was I doing at a baseball? Because somebody has a loving wife, and I picked up a little something for uh, somebody's birthday. Come on, let me Guess see. Guess whose name is on there. Let me there. see. Guess whose name? Guess whose, whose name? name is on there, huh? Who's your fave? Mookie Wilson? Yes. Oh, my God. You have the oh, most thoughtful wife in the world. Thank you. It wouldn't have happened if I didn't go to the show. And... It was my idea. Yeah, I, I did go pick it up. But it was my idea. See. Huh? Oh, you want to see it? Let me see it. Let me see it. Fuck, catch. What? What are you doing? What the fuck? Oh, hey, sorry. What happened? Sorry. Oh my God! I missed it. It's in I'm the sorry. Of the street, Larry. What the hell were you doing? What? No. Why'd I... you throw it to him? I, you know, I, we just. I thought you were hey, a professional. A you couldn't even catch. It was a horseshit throw. No, well, it was a horseshit catch, also. Hey, fuck. Hey, who? That was a good throw. Hey. It was Mookie Wilson, Ooh, fucker. Mookie Wilson. What did yeah. Mookie, Mookie do? All he hit is oh, little get the fuck shitty out of my ground house. ball. Get out, both of you. You ruined uh, the gift. Get out. Uh, hey, Larry, that's a horseshit shit. Come on, it's in your like hands. Well, how could you miss that ball? Oh, you serious? Shit happens, Larry. Oh, shit happens. I thought you were a baseball player. Okay, you can't I felt like catch I had a goddamn that, toss. And that's, you know, just to give an example. Here's the thing. In New England, he's known as Bill fucking Buckner. It was like Bucky fucking Dent, Bill fucking Buckner. We were trying to figure out if the curse of the Bambino had anything to do with Buck. It was like it was always Bucky Dent at 78, Bill Buckner in 86. It's like we were trying to solve this thing, you know. It was it was it was crazy. You know, it was you know, it was it, it was Murphy's law. If something could go wrong, it would go wrong. Bill Buckner is the absolute living incarnation of that. But you know, I'll, I'll say this, there's another famous Famous, uh, uh, the Merkel boner. Yeah, which is yeah. another Fred, like World Series error. Fred Merkel and in, forgets right. he forgets to touch second base on a right. game on a game winning hit. So he's stranded. Some it's a weird thing where the ball gets thrown into the stands. The the player right. retrieves the ball and gets, but it's also one of those things where now you have to watch. It cost the Giants. It cost, it cost the New York Giants a World right. Series. You're one of the few people who knows what the Merkel boner actually is, and you don't have any feelings about it. At some point, the sands of time, you know, it's like, hey, you know, who won 1971 NBA? It, it just some things are, you know, it's like you you can look it up. It's there. You were just talking about the Rangers Cardinal series. That's not particularly memorable to me. You know, but hey, you know, to the Cardinals and Ranger fans, that's probably oh, which I'm some not either. Cardinal I'm fan. not. I'm not either of those. But I'm just saying, as a baseball right. fan, that thing went down to the last strike two, three times, ends in the thirteenth sure. inning. I mean, it was just an incredible series. And 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 I think most importantly, yes, the Cardinals did win, but the Rangers still do not have a World Series championship. They had two tries, didn't quite get it. If uh, Nelson Cruz could play right field catch a fly ball not let shit get over his head you know maybe they'd be a world series champion but that's why you got to look at the small details you got to put people that can play defense in the outfield rangers and ron washington can't can't sleep hey look can't I, cheat on your wife I, either you know i don't think i don't think enough appreciate that picks pitching in the texas heat during all of august oh. maybe just as much of a disadvantage to the pitching staff or that team as pitching in high altitude, you know, there are just certain things that I think are so obvious that people don't see them. The Chicago bears have never had a prolific quarterback or, you know, they had one, they had Jay Cutler, 
You know what I'm saying? But maybe uh, that's because. Okay, I don't but, know what your definition because, of prolific. No, because he was a prolific passer. Okay. But I'm just saying they, there's a history. <laughs> but maybe that has something to do with the fact that they play football on the edge of a great, literally on the edge, like on the pier of a great lake. You know what I'm saying? There are certain things. It's like, hey, Kansas City plays as many games in the snow as they do in the summer heat, but nobody thinks, hey, Kansas. Nobody thinks of Kansas City like Green Bay or Buffalo. But really, you guys are as just like Buffalo and Green Bay come November and December as anybody else. No, every, you guys are a, yeah. No, every every year in Kansas City, the December 17th or December 24th game is going to be a. It's going to be 18 degrees during that. It, Every right. year, either that occasionally it'll be that sixty-five degree December day, but uh, those are few and far between. But no, you're right about Chicago. For me, as a kid, you know the '88 Kirk Gibson World Series is as memorable as that infamous fog game where the fog rolls in. I remember just sitting in my living room, being like, "Dad, you can't even see the game." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. Why are we watching this?" <laughs> fog games are great. I remember when the uh, you know. <laughs> That's how Drew Bledsoe and uh, Drew Bledsoe and went to the Super Bowl over the Steelers. It was the very first play during the uh, what was that the '96 AFC you know '96 '97 AFC Championship. Bledsoe goes back first play, throws it up. The thing goes into the cloud layer. Ball comes. That ball goes into the clouds. You can't see it, and then it comes out. Terry Glenn's like down to the two or whatever. <laughs> you know, it was great. You know, I like a good fog bowl. Fog bowls are great. They're very. They're very rare. Then you know they're they're fun. It's something different. It's just like rainy rainy games, boring. You know, just sloppy. Not to me. Not to me. I know you guys. All right. So, what do we got in the? What's happening in the world of sports? Bill Buckner's dead. Dustin Pedroia has no knee and may be retired. What else is happening? Well, in the world? this might Jeez. be a this might be a horrible segue. But you know who's not dead is Ryan Talmo, who's a, a who's our guest this week on Sportsaholics. He actually kicked the shit out of classic fuck you cancer lymphoma this past year. So uh, battled hard and strong and, um, you know, is one of the personally on a personal level. I love Ryan because he does so much for the comics out here in Los Angeles in that he puts a lot of his time into running shows and producing mics weekly, you know, they, they give us the opportunity to work out new stuff, you know, almost and every- best of all. And remember guys, one of our big things, one of our big keys on sports is we interview people who are not dead. Yes, 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 exactly. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> this, this is only, I think our second or third San Diego guest. Um, we've had, uh, some Padres, you know, people on in the past to talk about Padres, but Ryan grew up in San Diego and he's a big sports fan. We talk baseball often. In fact, we're working on a show right now in September. It's going to be Eric. It's going to be a sports themed show. I'm going to record the audio and and release it as an actual album. Um, All right. A compilation because we grew up in the in the world of compilations. And I'm like, why aren't there comedy compilations? It'd be a great opportunity to give eight, ten different comics. Uh, you know. Is that freedom comedy? Turn it up. A joke, you know, a joke on Spotify, a joke on, you know, just have their shit out so people can listen to. It. In fact, while I'm while I'm here right now thinking about it, I have my album coming out next month. It's finally been mastered, it's been submitted, just waiting for the exact 
I'm trying to get the release date on Monday, June 24th, though I'm getting some physical CDs and download cards so I can sell at my shows um, coming soon. So all that's kind of fresh on my mind. So I'm like, well, let me just do that with some friends. We all do. I go to Talmo's mics always have sports jokes. Like it just, there's a lot of diehard sports fans that, that are doing his mics. But anyway, let's get to the Talmo interview. Um, Brian Talmo, uh, AKA hashtag Valley Jesus. When we get back right after this. me and, and so I'm here right now with Brian Talmo aka Valley Jesus um, San Diego native that's yeah. kind of why I, you know it's like Padres Padres know, disgruntled ex-Chargers fan sort of got the goals uh, what else we got that's it the, go- the goals by the way is Seagulls hockey team IHL correct uh, yes they're the minor league team of the Ducks if I'm correct that would make sense Keep it in the family, bird wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have so, one one bird to the to the next. Never uh, went to a goals game though. Never did. I just know that we have a goals team. I know uh, Zoltan. I guess attends some games, or I know he like dropped the first puck or something, really? or did some announce. Like I know he did something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I went to uh, soccer's games back in the day. I don't know if you remember the soccer's. Uh, that's the indoor um, soccer team that played where the goals played. I think the goals move now. They play at Saquon Arena at the uh, at SDSU. This is all random crap that I remember. That's that's where that's where Kawhi Leonard went. San Diego State. Really? Well, yeah. Tony Gwynn went there. We all know that. Tony Gwynn. Yeah, Tony yeah, Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. And then what's his name? The the tall pitcher from the Nationals. Steven a, Strasburg. Yeah, everyone had a boner for him. Already at fifteen hundred strikeouts somehow. Right now he does. Yeah, he just hit it. Is it he has fifteen hundred in his career. Yeah, fifteen. In like nine years, God, eight years, God, and you, you got picked right out of uh, college too, right? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. right out of college. I mean, his debut game, he had eleven or fourteen strikeouts. Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of like their little uh, their little gym, I guess, a little diamond in the rough for that team. They lost Bryce Harp, Hartley, yeah, Bryce Harper, gone, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, but the Padres, that's that's my team, still is. Uh, they're not great, but they're not bad. They're, they're better actually, than they have been the last five years. They're actually really exciting to watch more than anything. Um, and it's pretty much it's it's Manny and the Padres, right? I mean, kind of, but then they've got that rookie pitcher that everyone's that's it's actually Kershaw is going up against him soon. Anyway. Well, they're playing. They're playing this They got tomorrow, Will Myers, you know, being the fourth fiddle now. Like he's like no pressure, so he's kind of playing. Hosmer's been a little down, but I mean you're competitive. You're competitive. Like, no one's rolling over you. Tatis Jr. is fantastic. The you got Cal Quant- scary, Quantrill. Yeah. It's like a prospect coming in. Like I saw him pitch down in the minor leagues a couple years ago. Um The just, the lineup just looks scary the pitching is a little weak but it's it's exciting i haven't been to a uh, padres game since i pretty much moved here almost a decade i mean i saw the padres play the dodgers in la but i've never i haven't been back in san diego to watch a game i gotta do but that. you've been to the new petco oh, i've been to the new petco i've been to qualcomm i've been to uh dodger stadium angel stadium 
uh, I've been to um, Candlestick, I've been to Oakland Coliseum, and I've been to um, the AT&T Park or whatever it's called now. I've been to all of them. I'm the only, I've been to every single stadium. That's pretty, that's a pretty nice list right there. Yes. And then I've been on the East Coast and whatnot. I've actually been to old and new Yankee Stadium. I don't know if you've done that. I've been to neither. Neither? Really? Yeah, I'm trying to knock that out this summer, actually. Okay. Either the Mets or New York. I'm going to go to New York. And so Never went to Shea. I would love to go to Shea, but I know Shea's gone now. So, but um, I've been old and been to new, and then I've been to uh, Fenway, been to um, uh, Wrigley, and then Cadman uh, Yards and Cooperstown. And did I say Fenway already? Yeah. And I still want to go to PNC in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I want to go to Cincinnati. I want to go to Cleveland. You hit all those parks up. I know. I, you well, I got Cincinnati. My brother's in Cincinnati. Okay. So I did that this past September. Went to two Royals games. Okay. Which was fantastic. Had a great time. Good. Yeah. 150 years. That's the oldest franchise in baseball. The Reds are. Yeah, this is their this is their 150th anniversary. I wish their their fan base was uh, was stronger. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean Votto's one of my favorite players just because he's constantly messing with the fans. And, yeah, that's like, true. That's true. He's hilarious and uh, really embraces his Canadian maple history. See, too. I'm, I'm always into the um, uh, the history of the ballparks, and not the history of the ballparks, but just the, the design of the ballparks and how they look and how they. Uh, and Cincinnati's always been kind of like intrigues me. It's right on the river banks, has like the steamboat kind of vibe to it, right? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, the smokestacks in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh I went on I think it was Dog Day was one of the days I yep, definitely Dog Day was one of them. And uh again, good fan base. And it, it was only six or seven years ago they were winning the, that division. Really? You know, and then Oh yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Then you know, it's like they had Jay Bruce and uh, the, you know a lot of power. Votto was before he got his big contract. Yes, they, they actually had a good. They got rid of Chapman. Uh, they had Chapman. They had uh, Dusty Baker put together a good team for them. Yeah, and just, then just they, didn't quite pull it off. And they but. kicked them out. And then the, when the Nationals kicked up Dusty Baker, Dusty's managed so many fucking teams now. Yeah, that infamous uh, Angels were. Uh, I've been Giants. to that. I've been to that World Series. I was at Game Three, I think. Game Three or Game Four, I forget. Uh, it was in San Francisco, though. Like with the Angels and the. I have a shirt that says "Spank the Monkey." So, because uh, remember the Rally Monkey they had, the Angels. Yeah. I have a shirt that says "Spank the Monkey." It's somewhere. So, and I have a '98 uh, uh, Padres shirt when they played against the Yankees. Worst World Series ever. Did Actually, you go to that World Series? No, I went to the uh, game one of the division series against the Astros, which was um, Kevin Brown against Randy Johnson. Oh, nice. And it was this packed out Qualcomm Stadium, 65,000 fans. Just, yeah. And we beat them. We barely beat them because the Astros weren't bad. They're a good team. Was they, that Killer Bees? That's Killer Astros? Bees. You got Bagwell, you got um, Bell, and Biggio. And then you got all those, I think, wasn't Lance Berkman already on the team? Or he's like a young Lance Berkman? Yeah. So. Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, probably a young Osmus Lance. was on it. Yeah. Um, what was Qualcomm? Now, that's where the Star- Chargers left, right? Chargers left Qualcomm, yeah. So I've been, to a, I've been to two Chargers game. I went to the last Chargers games against the Chiefs. Okay. Before they moved the last one of the season. Um, that's my last game against the Chiefs, too. But this one, like, I mean, it was, a, it was an odd stadium. It was, like, small. You'd go in and, like, it. Like all the the walkways are real tight. It felt like an indoor arena, even though it was yeah. out outside. It was the best way I could describe well, it. And, and meaning like the concession walkways were really narrow. It felt you felt indoors almost. You remember the thing was built in 1969, so the the, the it went up to like 70,000 seats, and it was originally at 40 some odd seats in the very beginning. But they kept adding on to it, and they had to close it in for the uh, the uh, Super Bowl. 
So when they when the uh, San Diego hosts the Super Bowl, the um, they agreed on uh, expanding it for the NFL. So they closed in the entire stadium. So originally, uh, Jack Murphy looked like uh, the Oakland Coliseum before that got closed in. Oh, okay. So okay. it was all open kind of thing in the in the outfield. And that's what it looked like, even for football. It was open. And then, so where the Jumbotron is, uh, there was no decks next to the Jumbotron. It was actually all open, and you can see out into – you actually can see the mission. On the, so- on the south side of the stadium, I guess. Sort of east, okay. kind of east side. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, But you can see the mission, Mission San Diego from there, because Mission San Diego is right across the freeway. Like all the hotels and everything, or the uh, shopping? The, the, and- the, the mission mission. The, oh, uh, like the original historical? The, the historical mission. Oh, you can okay. see it actually pop out from the trees. I see. I never visited. I should probably visit that sometime. Well, it's only 300 years old. But. Well, uh, I wanted, wanted to talk you know, a little bit of San Diego, but two, uh, Ryan know, just released his debut yeah. comedy album. Yeah, um, yeah. G- Give us a quick overview, title, where you can find it, you know, and all that good stuff. It's, uh, it's titled My Lafoma. Uh, it's off the based off the cancer I had last year. I was uh, diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's um, lymphoma and stage three, that is. And I didn't know what was going to happen to me last year. And so I decided to, uh, it's a it's an album that I recorded while sick. So it was days, literally 72 hours after I had my ninth chemo treatment. And I uh, went out and recorded an album. And um, it's a very unique album. It's basically me trying to do the last almost decade of comedy but pile on top of uh, being on chemo at the same time. So it was a little bit of a struggle. It wasn't just kind of like, you know, months of rehearsing and getting out and grinding and kind of trying to find my voice. It was just me just being as as myself and being as raw as I am, um, but sick. So I felt like I was in a vomit pretty much the entire way through that show. Another another day for me. Like, all right, let's just do this. Let's just figure it out. Jesus Christ. Don't do that chant again. <laughs> I don't like that chant. It reminds me of my father. Uh, not good. Uh, bear, with, bear with me, guys. Uh, as I'm recording this, I, uh, I have chemo brain as well. So this is the first time I ever keep notes on stage with me. I'm a guy that we're t- talking to our comic earlier about don't wear shorts on stage. I never like not not bring notes on stage. I thought it was really hacky. Uh, I don't remember anything, so bear, just bear with me, okay? So I'm gonna be looking down at the stool a lot. I'm not gonna be humping it. I'm just gonna be looking at it. So, so that's okay. just where um, I'm at with my life. But I got through it, and it was it was uh, it was great. It was uh, in production for a long time after. So we were trying to get all the jinx out of it because uh, I said a lot of ums and ahs in the in the in the album because I had chemo brain. So I was kind of forgetting myself because. Uh, so my, my, my producer decided to take a, all the ums and ahs and make an entire track out of it. And so that's one of the tracks on the album. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he took it. There's a lot of editing to that. But you can find it on uh, Pandora, Spotify, and iTunes. And it debuted at number 12 on iTunes on the first night. And it kind of dwindled off, but it was cool to, to see it, you know, in the top yeah, 200. That, what, does, what does that feel like? I mean, one just... To see it on the charts on iTunes, but then just to feel like that's my album. That's yeah. my album, and this is very surreal. So it feels feels like an accomplishment in my career, and then I can feel like I can now officially work on my next production and uh, 
use this as a good stepping stone and I'm capable of doing way more than, than I thought I was able to at the time. So, well, I mean, look, and because just everything like you going through that experience, you know, it's, it's definitely inspiring, you know, for me. Like, yeah. Cause I know we're, we've been discussing doing a comedy theme cause I want to record an album listeners. That's just a comedy show that are all sports based yeah, yeah. jokes. Comedians go up to 10, 12, you know, do eight minutes of sports material and then just like release that as an album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a market for it. And more importantly, I think it's a good way to get exposure for a ton of funny comics that are just kind of waiting for some manager to grab them or whatever. Most definitely. It doesn't always happen like that. And I think it'd be... It's a good uh, exposure more than yeah, anything. There's yeah, there's so many funny comics that you don't really see unless you're like, well, like tonight, like as we're recording this in the parking lot before... Um, Go to, to at our, Petey's, Petey's place, place here. There's there's actually the lineup tonight is a lot of fun cats that are uh, um, are very very talented people that are again don't have albums or uh, TV deals or whatever it is. But you know my whole goal is to make sure everyone can have time and not play with the politics of pulling their name out of bucket or um, you know all that kind of crap. Yeah, I do so, this bike as often as I can. It's it's yeah. great. It's a, it's a lot of it's like. I don't know, you got like a nice 20 or 30 comic rotation, different people that come through. Yeah, and goal is to get new blood in every every week, and I have like four, family vibe. four or five of you guys that come in every week to work on your stuff, like a, like a gentleman that I'm seeing right now uh, that comes in here every week, and, and uh, you know, it's for people to develop their material more than anything else, so. No, it's it's great, and that's kind of where the, the sports idea, sports yeah. theme show um kind of came from yeah in the beginning but if and that's and listeners too if you're in la this is uh Petey's place it's on Reseda boulevard and what is that van owen uh, uh no oxnard 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 right off of right off the 101 pretty much yeah so. right off the 101 if you're heading north if you're heading north it's every every monday night and from 10 to 2 we go late and uh everyone that gets up is doing a hot 10 and really figuring out their material, what they want to do. No, it's it's good. It's been a blessing for me right now as I'm trying to just get ready, get some new stuff written for the road here yeah. in the next coming month. And uh, no, it, but before we go, I too, I wanted to stress, we're going to play a, a clip from the album, but, you know, to be up on Pandora, you know, type in Ryan Talmo, T-A-L-M-O. You can see all the, in the information, you know, do a thumbs up. The little things, even a Spotify. I mean, first and foremost, you know, if you can, just go download the album, support live comedy, support the arts. Um, but the little things do help. Like if you go to Spotify and you press the thumb up button or, or Pandora, mm-hmm. like it kicks it up into rotation. It you does. know, it helps <clears throat> Ryan's track come up after you know uh, a Bill Burr track. Bill Burr, or, Dan Cook. Yeah, it you is. know, it's yeah. so and that's how tracks. you. That's how you game fans, one yeah. at a time, and um, which is why I wanted to have you on today. Appreciate so it. our um, seventy-two listeners, who you know, we've been gone for a while, <laughs> so we're back. It's only our second episode back, so you know, we're, we're building Get it back. Go. And uh, I, I would love to uh, expose you guys and share it to to my little fan base. I have a bunch of little followers on Facebook. So yeah, where, where can uh, where can the listeners track you down here? Okay, uh, you can find me on uh, again Facebook. Just uh, you can follow me on there uh, through Ryan Talmo, or you can find me through Instagram. Uh, type in Valley Jesus, and boom, you can follow me through there. Not really doing the Twitter thing. I should, but I'm not. yeah, I'm kind of over Twitter. But yeah, uh, uh, hashtag Valley Jesus V A L L E Y. I'd love to have that. Jesus. Um, Jesus. And that's and that's a nickname that uh, Brian, what they call the Valley, the San Fernando Valley here San in Fernando Los Angeles. Yeah. It's a very wide, I don't know, ten by five mile, fifty square miles of pure 
Los Angeles energy that yes. Ryan's managed to wrangle up some of that energy into about three or four sh- different shows a week. A week. That he's producing and, and, you know, getting up on and really just grinding out. And, and it uh, allows a lot of comics a lot of opportunity to, yes. to get up on stage. So thank you. Thank you, for sir. that. I appreciate that is it. Incredible. But again, guys, go support uh, Ryan Talmo, T-A-L-M-O. Type that into Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and... Um, yeah, man. Go awesome. download. Go check it out, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, by the way, I just finished my ninth treatment on Monday. Um, and uh, three more to go. Doctor said I, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking ass, I guess. Uh, he, he is uh, very, very uh, – he, he's shocked that I, I, I'm actually kicking ass in cancer because I was on my deathbed literally back in April. And uh, he did not uh, believe that. Uh, what the weirdest thing is that when he diagnosed me, uh, after he diagnosed me, I, I, I got all my crying out uh, before, I guess. This would be very emotional, guys. Just want to give you guys a heads up. It's going to be all over a roller coaster. Uh, but he, uh, he, he, he told me that yeah, you have a lymphoma, Hodgkin, stage three. And I got all my crying out earlier because my doctor, uh, early, another doctor told me a week prior I had cancer. He just didn't know what kind. And I'm like, why did you tell me that? Like, just let me, let me hang for a, a week and then just give me the full package. I, I didn't want to, hey, you got cancer. We just don't know what kind of cancer. Just hang tight. We'll be back to you in a week. And that's basically what happened. Uh, so when he told me that he gave me the whole spiel, my parents were with me, and my mom and dad both cried. I wasn't crying. Got it all out of my system. And then we're leaving the office, and then the, my doctor was like, hey, just want you to know that I went to Rancho Bernardo High. That's my rival high school. I don't know why he told me that. That's, that's not even a joke. It just pisses me off. <laughs> he just tells me that. And every time I look at him, it's like, hey, why did you tell me that we grew up like down the street from me? Why? I don't care. God you guys, damn, I you guys love me some Ryan Talmo. Guys, and look, follow him on, on just hashtag Ryan Talmo, T-A-L-M-O, Valley Jesus Productions. Um, great guy. And if you're ever in L.A., if you follow him, he'll he's – always putting up the shows he's doing and uh just if you're in the valley yes Reseda tarzana i'm speaking <laughs> to you specifically come on down uh pd's place every monday night he does a great job which is where we actually conducted that interview as if we were sitting in a car watching at a drive-in you know it was old time kind of style but great old guy time he's Great guy. Jeez, I heard I, a little birdie told me that you and the uh, your defensive coordinator went to a baseball game last night. We, Do tell us more. As American as we could possibly be on Memorial Day, uh, true patriots went to um, to see America's game, um, which was my wife's idea. We were just laying around doing nothing, which I love doing as often as I get that chance. And uh, she wakes me up on the couch and was like, honey, you want to go to the Dodgers game tonight? And then in my head, a little light bulb went off. Like, yeah, we got Kershaw versus DeGrom. And that's DeGrom with the lowercase D-E, capital G. For however that works, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, we got a late start. We left. The game's at 510. We didn't even leave till till 430. So we walk in right at the top of the second and classic Dodger, like so right now you're a classic dodger fan right there coming in in the second inning classic dodger fan lead ro- by the seventh roll in drop that 25 dollars 
for general, just general parking. Um, which, sure. Shout out to the Los Angeles Angels for your $10 general parking. I don't know. I think Frank McCourt still owns the parking lot of the Dodgers. Oh, he does. Oh, right. And so he's really just dicking us hard for those great years that he gave us back in 10 years ago, walking around on the field, waving like he's his wife with her plans to run for president. Do you remember that shit? They dug up. No, I don't. Yeah. They found all these documents like they had, it was their plan to essentially take over the world, and, and it included uh, was it Linda McCourt, I, whatever his wife. She divorced him, but uh, sure, she uh, it was her included in this was her plans to run for president. I believe in like twenty twelve or something like or twenty sixteen. Wow. Yeah, see, guys, listen to Sportsaholic. You'll hear stuff you've never heard anywhere else. And, and this Frank is McCourt's wife. Was running for president. This is a guy that leveraged stuff that he didn't even own to buy the Dodgers, and then when he sold, That's the, right. When he sold the Dodgers, he he divided the 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 team. So he divided the Dodgers up. So there's like the Dodgers are one thing, like the the team is another thing, the the parking lot and the stadium. So it was, it ended up being like four or five individual corporations that he sure made the Dodgers into. Uh, and so I think yeah, the parking lot he still owns, but uh, no, it was a great time, man. We. You really, you, you go there. You just get you get a you get a sixteen dollar Modelo in the first inning. You just sip on that. <laughs> you go get churro ice cream batting helmet. You eat that in like the fourth. Uh, you just wait, look. wait. It has a churro and ice cream in a batting helmet. Yeah, yeah. They had, it was supposed to have blue ice cream, but they ran out, so they just dumped a bunch of blue sprinkles on it. And uh, but you no, know, you get four churros. Not a full size bat, a mini, not but not a mini, like a nice in between size, like a like a like a, I got you. like a batting helmet. They would fit perfectly on a four year old, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, but that is yes, full of churros and ice cream. So we just crushed that. We had some nice up upper deck left field kind of seats, left field ta- uh, foul territory. Perfect view to watch Chris Taylor twice just run into the wall trying to rob home runs unsuccessfully. <laughs> um, Dude, Cody Bellinger is just a monster. The fact this guy's not even really three years into the league. I mean, he's getting Kobe Bryant-esque MVP chance now at the Dodgers games, which is pretty cool. And the Dodgers are so young. You got Alex Verdugo in center field, and this guy's like 22. He's from Tucson. He plays the the Mexican like, like just – there are Verdugo jerseys everywhere. And I, I can't, I'm not even saying he's pandering to the East L.A. crowd because he is that. Like, that's who he is. Sure. You know? um, but, dude, the fans love him, you know. And then Justin Turner, fan favorite. It's, it's a team that everyone's a fan favorite as long as you're not coming out of the bullpen. And the, right, because I hear that Joe Then you're hated. Then you're hated. Why don't we talk about former Red Sox world champion Joe Kelly? in for relief you were just telling me something before so, we got in the air yeah joe kelly, it's like i told eric it's like joe kelly came out onto the mound he's like all right i got five i'm sorry you mean red Sox world champion joe kelly came out for the dodgers we pitches for now yes exactly and mm-hmm. uh he, it's like he came out to the mound he's like dude i got five run lead this is nice this is nice i feel good and he, and right next to that lead on the scoreboard he sees this era and he's like damn man 7.3 I don't like the looks of that at all. And so then he goes up there with confidence, just proceeds to give up a two-run home run, 
turn around, then look at his ERA at 8.83 and go, that looks a lot better. Yeah, it's his lucky number, 8.83 And then he got pulled, and everyone started booing him, and then my wife was like, that is so mean. Why are they booing? He's our player. He's on our team. <laughs> this is the only sport where you get booed. The, the guy's on your team. I don't. It's not fair to him. And uh, I was like, I yeah, like it's not that. really, like it's that not really fair to, we to beat us. Him? We just paid yep. $25 for parking, $32 for essentially two beers. Uh, or four, they're sure. like they're like twenty two ounces or whatever. Probably sure. eighteen dollars for ice cream to watch Joe no Kelly give up a two run home run with a five run lead. No, that's not what. That's why he's getting booed, honey. It's because he's horrible. That's not what. That is not what American soldiers died for on Memorial Day, so Joe Kelly could give up a two run dinger. No. She, she just wouldn't. She wouldn't drop even on the way to the park, like halfway to our car. I mean, maybe he, just out of nowhere. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe the Joe Kelly guy's hurt. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, that she's on his side. She's like, very that's a good she's a good woman. She like, is a like, very clearly good clearly he is hurt. And then so which also while we're on the topics of great Red Sox, I cannot wait uh until we sign Kimbrell here after the draft because so the deal with with Ker- with Keichel and Kimbrell both still unsigned both still have a, yes. a first round draft pick tag if you sign them right now that's assigned to right you gotta wait till you gotta wait till June and they're gonna get signed in June so when he comes over to the Dodgers and shores up some sort of bullpen help the thing with the Dodgers is our starting pitching is the shit like is so sure. good like is inc- Ryu right now is is tops in the league. He's I think at one seven eight. Kershaw now entering his twilight years, can still is still really is is great is a number one starter on I don't know probably any other team. Not not I, I, any other, but probably twenty of the teams. I mean a lot of them. He's still really good. And then um, so you have he's that this- Verlander. He's that older Clemens. He's an he's, it's interesting because he's now an elder statesman. He's like Tom Brady. It's like, you know, can he do everything? No, but can he can he very easily make do anything? Sure. It's something with his what with his delivery when he when those arms go straight up in the air above his head, it's like no other pitcher in the sense that it's like he's just loading a gun and it's just so accurate. Like he can throw the ball exactly where he wants to with four different varieties of ways to get it there. And so it just more so than any other pitcher, I think, as long as he can stay healthy. He can nibble the corners, Greg Maddox style. I mean, God, can you imagine if he goes Jamie Moyer and is still pitches for 14 more years until he's 45? Until he's 48. Until yeah. he is. I mean, like, look, I think, to me, Kershaw is very Tom Brady-like, even in the fact that he sort of looks like his hillbilly brother, like his lost Billy brother. It's like if Tom Brady was a huckleberry from, you know, okay. Hatfield-McCoy country, he looks very much like... Kershaw he does and I love Kershaw yep. too because he used to come up he used to come to the comedy store with uh Brody I remember Brody Kershaw and, and Andre Ethier were coming up yep. one time and Kershaw was just a weird dude he was wearing like a weird 80s jumpsuit the stuff that's in style now but he was wearing that 10 years ago and cutting I, edge and I'm like no I love I like this guy this Kershaw guy is kind of goofy and he's anyone an, he's that, an influencer anyone that would hang out with uh Brody too is good in, is good in my book and that's true. And he did a, a Brody apparently had gone to his 30th birthday party. And so 
uh, <laughs> in Dallas. It's so at the Brody Memorial, Kershaw sent in a video talking about Brody and the birthday thing. So I was like, dude, you're you're the man. So, um, but yeah. Did the last night's thing, it just it was a great game from beginning to end. It only took us about 35 minutes to get home. Um, stumbled across this new park that I'd never seen before, right by Dodger Stadium. That's overlooks downtown. It's incredible. It's like a mile from Dodger Stadium. We took a wrong turn, and it's just like the city. It's always good. It's always great to find something new. Dude, I'm telling you, that's one of the one of the perks of LA. It just keeps on giving. There's just Every, there's just more and more stuff popping up, man. Downtown, you can walk around downtown and not like every five seconds have to look over your shoulder. It's like every 15 to 20 seconds now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it has come a long way. I mean, you know, and as always, guys, if you don't like it, Los Angeles, it's on you. You have a bad amount. You have lack imagination. L.A. is great for people with imaginations. That's why Hollywood's there. Oh, and shout out. I want to give this is pretty cool. So. My boy Eli and I grew up with this guy. He he's actually heading over to your uh, neck of the woods. He's moving to Connecticut. Really? Yeah. That's how married he is. He's so married. He's moving to Connecticut. He's married to sports. He's moving to Connecticut because he's working for ESPN, the Evil Four Letter really? Network. Yeah, yeah. So A he's worldwide he, leader. Yeah, he's heading over there, and so. Um, uh, when Eric and New England listeners, Eric and I are going to be running around that great region. Um, for the first time, I will be. I will yes. be uh, your Lewis to my Clark. Uh, in that, in that, like we're gonna go exploring. Yeah, yeah, well, Lewis and Clark. I mean, that was, that was a very bad example because I was trying to couldn't think of an understudy to them, but I did not that brushed up. But point being, we're gonna be performing. So, uh, Eli, I know you're not listening, but we're knocking on your door, goddammit, in Bristol or wherever the hell you end up living. That's right. And that's rich. All right, people. what else we got? What else we got, cheese? There's rich. Is that it for tonight? There's Is that rich. it for today? No, well, let's plug uh while, while we're plugging. Uh go to johnjonishere.com, guys. Uh going to be running through the Humble Farmer Brewery around El Centro, California in uh performing in Yuma, Kansas City. Be at the Blue Room this weekend. In Springfield, um, that's I love much. when you do jazz. I love when you play jazz in the Blue Room. It's one of my favorite sets that you. It do. is one of my favorite clubs. It's a great, great club. In fact, my album actually was recorded there. And since I'm lazy, I mean that the album was actually recorded over a year and a half ago. But I listened to it, and I was actually, I'm happy with it. I mean, it is older, but um, what I was really happy with Eric is the fact that there's a bunch of jokes on there I do now that aren't on that. So I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. So I still have. I didn't burn out those jokes. They're, they're still. Yeah, I hear uh, what you're saying. There's fresh. You get you get classic cheese with new cheese. So at the Blue Room, I'll be with Lucas Hurl, who's a great friend of both Eric and I. He's a comedy store guy. You see him all the time. At the I was own Bill, Buffalo Bill fan extraordinaire Lucas Hurl. Everyone. As I as and I, if you can't. No, go ahead. God. No, no, go, you go ahead. I was just saying. If you have to ever find somebody to like, you know, somebody who likes somebody who somebody who's who's a fan of the Buffalo Bills, you know, they have heart. You know, they have heart. Yeah. And I mean, which might be myself if the Dodgers make it again to the World Series this year and can't pull it off. I mean, um, <laughs> I'd almost though I think they will win. I would almost them rather not. I mean, not even get to the World Series than lose it for the third time in a row. But 
The Bills the Bills went four times? They went four consecutive times, and it got worse every single time. They went from a missed field goal, 19-17, to 17, to, uh, to uh, you know, then they lost to the Redskins and the Cowboys twice, and it got worse with the Cowboys every time until it became a complete blowout. The fact that it was embarrassing the AFC entirely, which always brings up the question, which goes back to, which sort of brings us full circle to Bill Buckner and the Red Sox and way back in the day, you know, it's like, which would you rather have? Would you rather get really close but never win or never get close? You know, if you're not going to win, do you want to be close? Do you know what I'm saying? I, or do you want to have – I mean, go ahead. just to go against what I just said, I think you do. You want to be close. And, and an example of that is when I was at the Dodgers-Rockies game last year in Denver, and you walk around and you see those 2007 World Series shirts, and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, to go back to your 1971 NBA championship thing. It's like, oh, yeah, that happened for these people. Good for them. Good for them. Right. And, if the, and if they weren't there, then they would just, it would just be an, another weird purple and black shirt, you know. But that one no, was special. I, think I mean, I think in the end, especially as a Red Sox fan, I would have rather gotten close and not win because it's like like the Buffalo Bill, there's, there's pathos. There's a, there's a story there. It's the fact that I said, in other words, it's like, hey, the – the Indianapolis Colts, the Baltimore Colts, weren't getting anywhere close during that period. Uh, but, you know, it's like you'd rather be a Bills fan. You'd rather be – you know, I'd rather have uh, loved and lost than never have loved at all. So are you are you yeah. devastated then when, when your Bruins don't bring a Stanley Cup back? It's like, oh, no, we haven't had a Stanley Cup in eight years. What are we going to do? Or are you like – Well, I don't know if you know the she's, but in Boston right now, they <laughs> they have billboards – that are like, you know, please end the 104-day drought, championship drought. <laughs> it's it's a little bit ridiculous. As of this recording, everyone, the Bruins have just won game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. And actually coming down from – they came back from – they had an 11-day layoff. And when do we talk hockey? But they had an 11-day layoff. Uh, and then the, the Blues were hot. They, they went up 2 nothing. There was a lot of rust. I watched some Barry Melrose on ESPN saying there was going to be rust, and lo and behold, 11-day layoff, the Bruins were rusty. But they won 4-2. And, you know, there's a certain point where, uh, you know, it's it's uh, Do you- it's hard to be – I mean, it's a weird – it used to be hard to be a Boston fan because of, of, all the, of all the pathos, of all the ups, of all the downs, of all the bitter losses, of all the uh, – just close. Now it's hard to be a Boston fan because <laughs> – uh, it's getting it's it's got a little ridiculous and uh, and and fans from every other part of the country just hate us now you know intrinsically because it's an embarrassment of riches. I mean it's like the Red Sox have won the World Series with 108 games you know season. The you know uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they've won their sixth Super Bowl ring. Uh, the, the the you know it's like the by the way, the Bruins won the Cup in 11. And even the Celtics, the Celtics who are in turmoil because of Kyrie Irving, you know, they went to the they went to the Eastern Conference Finals just 12 months ago. So it's like we are in this apex. There's a point where, you know, people are, you know, should another curse of the Bambino, should another long championship drought happen to uh, – to the Boston to Boston this century, it might be because we just shot our wad very early. I don't know if we have enough. Yeah, ch- this is a ridiculous championship. Droughts a- are measured in hours now. You know, like days are just. <laughs> it's, 
thing. It's That's, a bit ridiculous. Now, okay, so bit. I don't know hockey at all. So in the 80s, were the Bruins decent or were they horrible or did they go to cups in the 80s? They were fairly decent, but they, they went – I think they went to one. It was a lot – they were very close. It was like – in fact, you know, Bill Simmons, the, the sport who started out as the Boston sports guy, yeah. uh, he sort of famously – it's like – you have to think that like 1986 was this banner year for Red Sox. I mean, for, for Boston. Sport. That's where I was going. And, Cause you got the super okay. bowl, you got the Celtics killing it. Right. You, got, you know, bird magic battles. And then and right. on top but of that, you got Boston that, going, you got the Red Sox in the, but yeah. Right. But after that, there's nothing like they go through. You're talking about Reggie Lewis dies on the Celtics. Which, and for uh, you youngsters, Reggie Lewis was an all-star, but power forward right. guard, kind of small forward guard. Sure. But anyway, right. he died on the on the court. That's a great that's a great question. But I remember that was, was 92, 91, 92. Right. And uh I believe that they traced that was it back to cocaine use? No, oh, I have no idea. That was I mean, remember Len Bias dies of I mean, there's Len Bias dies in 86. Uh, and then it's like Reggie Lewis. Re- Reggie Lewis was all, that was one of those like God, there was I some feel bad now saying the coke thing because I don't. I know. But I thought the, you were going to be like it was, yep, a, it was coke, but but yeah. there was one of those things where it was also there was a bit of like Reggie Lewis was never going to play again, and then it was like he basically went shopping for other doctors, other medical opinions, and he got another medical opinion, uh, and guess what? He shouldn't have done that. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like at some point you could shop for a diagnosis, which I, maybe not. I'm an asshole. I, re- I retract the cocaine thing I said don't, earlier. Don't worry. But Len Bias did die of cocaine, so we're okay. But so there's one of the things where – so it got so – like I was saying, Bill Simmons makes the point where the Boston drought got so bad that Boston actually – we had to trade uh, Ray Bork, uh, who was a, a, a Hall of Fame defenseman for the Bruins – to the Colorado Avalanche so he could have a chance at a cup. He wins for the Avalanche. And you guys were classy enough to give him, speaking of billboards, you guys love your billboards in New England because you gave Ray Bork a billboard They gave him a whole parade. They gave gave Ray Bork, we had like a, we had a Ray Bork won a cup in Colorado parade. That's how desperate, that's how not part of it we were. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, like sometimes you see like, I mean, like I love what New Orleans, New Orleans got so screwed during the NFC championship. They sort of boycotted the Super Bowl. I love stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy when, uh, you know, maybe, you know, you have a parade, even though your team didn't win because you're, you're getting close. You know, these things, these things, you know, sports teams bring people together, you know, um, going back to Bill Buckner. It's like, you know, it's like, Bill Buckner became sort of a he became a an icon for all of us to he was a voodoo doll. He was a scarecrow. He was something that we could, you know, he was a straw man. He was something that we could all like, ah, fucking Bill Buckner. You know, we could blame we could blame it on, you know, we could blame our woes on this person. And that brought us together as a delusional sports fan group. <laughs> That's fun. You know, like you're talking about, you're talking about Verdugo and it's like the Dodger, Dodger fan bases are always great when they get like into, you know, uh, Fernando mania, uh, Nomo mania, Manny Wood. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Dodger fan base, when they really get into something can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, uh, they even tried to do this. They had like a, like a soccer fan, like soccer fans. They had this huge LA Dodgers flag that that was like a hundred by 80 feet. And there was like this, uh, there's a Dodgers fan group fan base page and 
it was awesome. They made this great video that was like, come join blue, the blue wave. And it was them walking down Figaro with this huge Dodgers flag that with, a, with a drone shot. And you're like, oh, with a parade of people behind him opening day. I'm like, this is awesome, right? The very next page. It brings people together. The very next post on their on their fan page is, does anyone know where the flag is? It, it was stolen at the game last night. <laughs> Somebody dying. stole the flag. Yeah. This is the very next pa- post after this awesome video is just, oh, yeah, someone stole that flag that's in that video. So if anyone knows where the flag is, could you please return it? Maybe if you know where the flag is, can you uh, send it? I'm like, well, sounds like, sounds like Jose got really drunk and forgot he was in charge of keeping track of the flag. Uh, All right, cheese. That sounds like an episode to me. Uh, yeah, that's it, uh, that was about one. That was about three seconds of silence. Okay, yeah, that's a good indicator. All right, let's pitch. That's a good pitch. time. When we're done talking, we're done talking. Pitch. So, guys, you, I'm Eric no, no, Reno. Yeah, pitch your shows in New York. I want you. I want the All listeners right, okay. to know. Okay, hey guys, when you're in when you're in New York City every Sunday night at uh, seven o'clock at O'Keefe's Bar and Grill, sixty-two Court Street in Brooklyn. Followed by the best open mic in Brooklyn, the Punching Bag Open Mic, hosted by me, myself, and I, Eric Marino. John? Uh, like I said, uh, John, J-O-N, is here.com. Got some tour dates around Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Arizona, New Mexico, California. Um, this weekend, the 31st and 1st, at the Blue Room in Springfield, if you're there, going on that blues jazz tour that Eric likes so much with Lucas Hurl. <laughs> Great comic, great friend. Um, and, guys, follow us on sports at Sportsaholics, hashtag Sportsaholics, at Sportsaholics, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it. I'm Eric Reno. That's John Sheezer. This is a train's whistle. <laughs> Stay at this.